OMG, I get it now. You get what? You know when things heat up, they expand? Yeah. I'm not fat, I'm hot. Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. Good evening, ladies and gents, and welcome back to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast. We're streaming live on GayTalk20.com every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can access that live stream on our website, so feel free to go check it out if you want to hear the show live instead of waiting for it to publish on your podcast player. Anyway, my name is Tom, and I'm your host, and as always, I'm in the studio with my amazing co-host, starting with the first one. Hey, y'all, Nick or Trish. And hey, Jay Bear, a.k.a. your boyfriend's <laughs> boyfriend. She's going through it. <laughs> but I will tell you, though, now that you've mentioned that, you know, it's when things heat up, they expand and that I'm not fat. I'm hot. Um, I'm both hot and hot. Yeah, it all, makes sense. All the time, right? I'm not fat. <laughs> no, I, ha- I have to say, though, I have been making well not not that i'm putting any effort into it but i i have been making progress you know i'm in a size 36 now so i feel good slim. thank you yeah i know slim um slim. and um but no you know shit happens a lot <laughs> <laughs> pun intended oh, yeah, pun intended it does it does so my camera just said someone was spotted in in your front door so let's oh see let's see what's going on here maybe the mailman god i nah it's 602 p.m she might be running late oh no it's probably the car from across the street i'm like please don't come ring my door because my dogs are gonna start barking mm-hmm. we're recording we are live on gaytalk20.com forward slash live stream and uh, and here we are another week and um i'm surrounded by my boys so we're gonna do a quick round table just to you know touch base and see where we are for the week and so i will start with you today jay how are you my oh, darling shit. oh I'm, I'm good i actually <laughs> he's like oh shit <laughs> fuck <laughs> uh, um had a my second chiropractic visit today mm-hmm. how'd that go did you get snapped crackled and popped no unfortunately oh, but Lord i get to rest. take off my shirt i heard he's a cutie he's cute yeah, and he complimented my shirt. Of, of course. course, I wore the shirt on purpose. Oh, he's gonna go to the chiropractor slay every to day, get but... slay every day. Show, show everybody your shirt. Slay every day. I love it. And is that a little bear with the little harness and an axe? Oh my god, he's about to just like slay. kill people. Slay every day. Um, so, so, but, yeah, but. You know, working on it. I'm still dealing with these pains. So. so basically, you're going to the chiropractor. You're getting yep. adjusted, dealing with the pain, and then at the end, you get a happy ending. Not yet. Not yet. Working, working toward it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're working towards that. All right. Well, you talk yeah. to that chiropractor, and um, if he happens to be part of the community, maybe we can have him come and show oh, and is. talk about you know mm-hmm. how us gay boys love to get snapped. Yeah. And cracked, cracked and, and popped. Yeah, yeah, all <laughs> of that. This day. one over here. Yeah. Can you turn me up in my headset? Sure. Thank you, because I can't hear myself. Not that anyone Wait, needs one, to. 
You know how you enjoy the the sound of your own voice. Is that better? Actually, no, I don't. Yeah, that's better. Thank (laughs) you. You're welcome. You know, it's like that thing. It's like when you hear your voice, you hear it one way. And then like in the audio recording, when I listen to the show, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, I think everybody does that. I work magic. No. No, I work magic. I'm like, oof. Is that me? Oh, wow. I think you sound I actually sound like that. I think you sound great. I think we we tend to. I I think when you actually hear yourself, right, you actually hear what others hear, yeah, and it's weird. And it's well, weird because it's, that's why we have headsets. I can hear myself talking now. Yeah. I mean, it's a little lower than yeah. you know what comes through on the show, but nonetheless, it's it's the same, I suppose. Like, I don't know. It feels weird. I, no, I know she, exactly she, where Trish is coming from. Hi, you've reached Nicholas Bussett. Please leave your name, number, and a brief message, and I'll get back to you. So that's like my voicemail, right? Yeah. But it doesn't sound like I think I should sound like. Exactly. Oh, so, so basically you're you're just criticizing yourself. I mean, why not? Everything's a mirror. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's what we do best, right? <laughs> so, um, well, that's good. Yeah, and, yeah. Any progress on, you know... Um, well, the needling he did the previous visit mm-hmm. uh, eliminated a lot of the headaches I was I was having. So right, right. That definitely worked. Um, the pain's still there though, so still dealing Needling. with that. Nonsense. Yes. Mm. So it's basically poking. <laughs> yeah, it's basically uh, another way of saying acupuncture. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and, uh, well, they call it dry needling. Dry. Oh yeah, God, no lube. Yeah. Who the hell does that anymore? Oh, oh the, the acupuncturists. I love it. Oh, yeah. it's so good. Actually, it's it's the only dry form of needling I would accept. No. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I, it, would, it was weird. It was weird she because just got it. yeah. <laughs> Slow on that Slow take. On that <laughs> um, it, it's weird because he did my uh, shoulder, upper shoulder, and and neck neck area and i was telling him where the pain was coming from and he explained what he was gonna do right did the actual needling and when he hit one of my muscles on my neck i sure felt like i wanted to jump out of my neck literally when he hit it then he had to twist it a bit to adjust it and then it felt like the muscle just like splooshed inside yeah, right? it like, like it's weird yeah because you feel like this warmth like water i, I don't know what it was Ooh, now, now i want to go and get needled. yeah and i was like and i was like holy shit he goes yeah, it's gonna feel a little weird give it give it some time let it do its work it'll eliminate your headaches and i'm like yeah, where bullshit. is this doctor in trumbull oh i'm a I'm, well my other doctor's in trumbull anyway so i might yeah. as well just make it a happy day yeah but oh um, happy yeah. day the needling Oh, happy It worked day. a miracle. I was sore for about a day, and, and then, you know, I've had maybe headaches once this past week, where previously I was having, like, constant daily headaches. Yeah, that's never good. So that, yeah, it's a it's a big difference. So I told him, you know, I went down from five days to four to, to one day right. with so the headaches. He, he goes, yeah, he I won't eliminate it. So. Again. Well, well, we did a second session today, but it was just lower area of the back. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the other stuff has to be done when they do the procedure. Do you feel so. the needles going in? Uh, he taps it in. So you just feel the initial tap of the right. finger. You don't yeah. feel the needle itself. No. no. You, some At of them, all. you do. Yeah. Some of them. Well, that one in yeah. the neck where my muscle. If it's really tight. Yeah. Well, my muscle kind of jolted. Yeah. I don't know what that. It's it wasn't what even happens like with a, my butthole every time. Mm, it's girl. needled. It's like, yo, what you don't get needled, you take it easy. I'll tell you one thing though. When I first, my first time ever going to the Cairo, 
I straight up, he cracked my back and I literally started tearing up. And he's like, are you okay? It's like, yeah, I'm fine. I just... It's gone. The pain is gone. Like <laughs> it was like literally amazing. I was crying because I was like, "That was Relief. so good." Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I can only imagine. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a good back cracker. I crack your back all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I get so, a couple of vertebrae. Sometimes yeah. it's like, girl, <laughs> you know you're bad. Yeah. Watch out. Mm-hmm, so my mm-hmm. thing is, I I I kind of I've always had like adjustments on because you know you're sitting all day, your mm-hmm. back gets crampy. Right. So I I really, I've been doing it for a while, which is good. And I get the full body massages. Love it. You know, then I started, <laughs> started working with a coworker and he had a chiropractor that broke his neck. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every time you mention chiropractor around him, this guy almost has like a PTSD episode. I mean, yeah, that's. Oh my God. You go into the doctor, it's a chiropractor. <laughs> And every single time, it's like he's telling me for the first time, because I think he kind of erases right. <laughs> that he's told me before. Yeah, that's what happened to my neck. A chiropractor broke my neck. That's pretty and had, tragic and yeah. traumatic. So they had to fuse his his uh, oh my god neck bones. Wow. So he can't turn his head. He has to yeah. turn the whole body. The whole body. Yeah. Well, I mean, the reason so- <laughs> it, took me, it, it took me so long to go to a chiropractor, because when I went to visit my sister in Hawaii, and this was before I even knew you. Or you, right? I mean, I didn't I know to- you when your I did know you when your sister was living there because you went to visit. But I think but it was, was at the tail end. That was right before I moved here. So literally, I hadn't met you yet. But I, she was doing. She was really hard up in CrossFit at the time, so she had weekly chiropractor appointments. Yeah. And I went to one when I was visiting with her, and I'm sitting in the like. Waiting, waiting room, room. Yeah. and I hear her fucking screaming like he's beating the shit out of her. I'm like, I am never ever going to a chiropractor. She's like, ah, like I'm like, what the fuck is going on there? It's like, Amanda, do you need me to go in there and like you know handle some stuff? Like, what the hell's happening? Your bro is here. I might be gay, but I can throw down. Oh no, I was not going in that room. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, yeah, but it's weird. So I've I've had a couple. So the chiropractor that I normally see for for um my normal just routine yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. So he was he was referred from from uh, a family member who's also a big guy like me. You know, we're big guys. So big he's guys like, stick together. Yeah. So he's like, you need Slay a chiropractor, a chiropractor that's gonna really do the work you need done. Yeah. Go see this guy. So I've been seeing Doctor. Uh, we call him call him by his first name because we all know him, Doctor Noel. Right? Is it like so do go, you go to his basement? No, no. He's got a legit business. It's okay. not a, a yeah. It's not a. Family special. He's got a legit business. A family special. But but my cousin's like, go see him. <laughs> go see him. He's good. He's gonna crack it back. He goes, if you're, you're one crack. of those guys that that kind of, you know, gets offended by being touched by other men, you probably don't want to see him. And you're like, that's like, not me. I was like, not me. Let's go see Doctor Noel. Yo, this dude like. Bigger guys than me. This guy, the guy that was in there prior to me walking in that day was probably like six feet tall. Good 350. Big dude. And Dr. Noel gets in there. He cracks. Like he mm, tosses you around that, that table like a rag doll. I love that shit. Which is I what love. I like. because Yeah. Oh my God. So the, and it's not it's like he's a being a brute. Been tossed yeah. around like a rag doll. It's not like he's being a brute, but he knows you're a big guy. So mm-hmm. he knows how to apply the, the correct, you know, pressure. 
dude's amazing. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> my cousin had referred another friend, a little bit bigger than me, you know, six six and change, 300 pounds. And the dude finishes his session. He, he tells my cousin, dude, I felt like a bitch. This guy had me all over, <laughs> all over that fucking table. And, I'm, uh, and every time he would crack something, I'd be like, ah, oh. <laughs> Well, if Tom, <laughs> imagine if Tom went, because it would be like, oh, 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 oh. where's the bathroom? No. <laughs> you like, loosen me like, up. Wait, wait, don't, don't, no. Don't do that just yet. Don't Give me shit. one second, because if you crack one more bone, I'm going to shit my pants. Yo, but let me tell you. It doesn't take much to yeah, it's, it's insane, but he's, but he's really good, so. Whenever I, you know, I hear somebody, oh, I need a doctor, good chiropractor, I'm like, yo, go see him. So I've referred a few people to him because he does, he does, he does good work. Yeah. So it's tough to find a doctor that you can. Does it, is it covered by insurance? Yeah, our insurance covers it. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh, yeah. nice. So I'm telling, it's a legit doctor. <laughs> he's just, you know, he's from the hood. You know, he yeah. grew up with us. A lot of us, my family knows him, and but but he knows his shit. So you know, when you're able to find somebody that. That can yeah, do you I, really good. Yeah, because yes. I, I I had seen this previous doctor like years ago, female. Um, you know, and I, even though they yeah they kind of do the work, it feels like you still feel kind of like not yeah done correctly. This dude was like, not to say the females yeah. can't do it. It's just that you no. I, I mean, when you're a big dude, you need somebody that that can handle yeah all that. I will sit on your ass. That dad bod. <laughs> I'll put my feet on your, on your back. <laughs> if you don't run away, yeah, but something will. <laughs> you know, he, he he rags you across the, that table real quick, but definitely worth the visit. All right, well, yeah, Mr. Doctor Noel, yeah, that, that Doctor Noel, she is coming. I'm gonna make sure I don't eat anything. That <laughs> anything? Day. That nothing. Empty stomach. Nothing. So, Trish, darling, how are you? I'm fine. Yeah, nothing really to report. Nothing. You haven't been cracked or. Yeah. No. Nothing in, in in the dating pool, anything? No. Nothing new and exciting? Yeah, it's like Not really. Something has had to <laughs> got to happen in the past week. She's uneventful. Dude, all I do is work. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what it feels like sometimes. There's nothing wrong yeah, with that's that. That's all you do is work, work, yeah. work and home, right? Yeah. Next yeah. thing you know, it's the weekend, and you're like, shit, I'll be at work in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> since you're just ordinary this week, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with being I'm sure ordinary. I'll think of something eventually. I will share after it's been 84 years, but after 84 years, I went on a date. Oh my God, what? that's right. I went on a date. I, I think f- it went well. The text messages keep coming. And you were classy about it, too. Yeah, of course. I mean, we went to a very nice place and, you know, I put my phone away, which is so hard for me to do because I I live with my phone. And we spent. So the date started at 530 p.m. And um, so I put my phone to the side because, you know, I really want to make sure that, you know, if I'm if I agree to meet someone and spend time with them, it's to sort of kind of, you know, have a conversation. And this person and I have known each other for for quite a while now. Um, I knew um, his partner um, who passed away, unfortunately. And, um, you know, so he's taken his time and in, in trying to figure things out. And, you know, we saw each other and. You know, he asked, hey, do you want to go on a date? And I'm like, sure. 
Why not? I, I mean, I haven't been on a date in. Uh, oh, I know when the last time you were on a date was. Yeah, it was. It's bad. It's it's been a long you time. You were engaged. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, eighty four years. It's been eighty four years, and um, so now we went on a date, and we had a lovely conversation. You know, we met up at five thirty. We didn't leave that place until eleven o'clock at night. Nice. So I mean, it was a long, long, just you know, catching up, talking about different Where'd things. You go? We ended up going to Pacifico in New Haven. Oh, nice! Yeah. Very nice place, and um, we just hung out. We had a couple of cocktails. We had some food and and talked, and talked. And I, I honestly think you know it went very well. I think. Is there going to be a second date? If school allows. Unfortunately, he's going for his master's, so he's constantly, like, you know, studying and buried in the books. So um, a second date is going to have to sort of kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. find a time frame, a time slot. Right. Um, But I I think it went well. And and I was surprised at myself that, you know, I kept myself off the phone often unless we were showing each other pictures of things that we were doing. You know, like I talked about my patio and blah, 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 blah. And. You know, and things, but but I had a what wonderful time. The hot tub. We're not talking about the hot tub right oh, now. We're talking no. about my date. Okay. Um, but nonetheless, um, I I want a date number two, so I'm sure it'll happen. I hope. Um, but no, I had a good time. And <laughs> aside from that, you know, the, this week um, it's been very uneventful. But you know, I've been trying to sort of kind of get some things done and running. You know. Trying to keep my kitchen clean. That that was one of my goals. It's not. I clean my kitchen too. It's not. I'm not. I'm not calling it a New Year's resolution because, unfortunately, when you live by yourself, the kitchen sort of kind of becomes the drop zone for everything. So, mm. although I keep my home fairly clean, my kitchen is a drop zone. Like counters, it's just the table. Yeah, the table just collects everything. Yeah. And so... Some of the counters. Right, and some of the counters. So I've been trying very hard to put things away and to try to, you know, just make sure that, you know, I keep my brand new stove clean and all of that stuff. And so I I haven't been doing too bad. It was clean. Yeah, no, it was good. It was clear, right? Except for the bingo dobbers. (laughs) Well, that's because I'm going to bingo with mother tomorrow. Oh. So they're out. Um, but other than that, I think that's pretty much it, you know, and working, you and I, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's our commitment to, to making sure we got money to pay off these <laughs> bills. Um, but no, aside from that, you know, it's been very, very uneventful. I will say though, there was, there's some changes that happened, um, that are show related. For example, um, I decided that to park um, digitalstreamradio.com. Uh-huh. So um, I still own the domain, but I decided to park the website, which means the website is currently not active anymore. And um, that may change in the future. But f- for right now, I don't have the mental capability of dealing with digital mm-hmm. and gay talk and everything else that I do and the 20,000 and one things that I do throughout the week. So I parked it, and um, and now we just have Gay Talk uh, two point Gay Talk twenty dot com. So the live stream now runs through Gay Talk as opposed to going through Digital Stream Radio. He thinks we'll find out after the show. Well, no, it does. It does. <laughs> it's it's actually working. I tested it, and you know, all is well in the land of Oz. 
Um, but yeah, and it's just a matter of just trying to figure out logistically what, what we want to do and, you know, what changes we want to make and things like that. You know, we went from a Monday schedule to a Wednesday, so we've been making consistent changes and who knows, you know, if it's convenient for everybody, maybe, you know, who knows a year from now we'll go to like a Friday schedule or it's all a matter of knowing that we have a commitment to do the show. Right. Because we sit here week in, week out. Um, but in the end, it, one, it has to continue to be meaningful. It has to continue to be fun. And it also has to be, you know, it has to fit within our schedules. We're working people. We and, Podcasting and it, is not all we do. No, but and our schedules just keep getting crazy. It's <laughs> insane. So, you know. Like it, today, I was supposed to go to an event, but I have an event next week right. on Wednesday. So I can't be here next Wednesday. So I was like, well, I can't miss two weeks in a row. So I'm going to. Skip my event tonight, mainly because it was in Hartford and I was not driving all the way up to Hartford for a 530 event right. without food or booze. No, no not happening. No, no, not happening. Food is the main thing. Like, booze you can't. No. No. Calories, girl. Drinking calories. Yeah. Drink well, calories. I mean, like, how can I go up there for like an hour and a half event and not like I'm going to be hungry? Yeah, I'm going to get bitchy. You can always stop at a McDonald's or something on your way down. And, and then I'm going to be shitting nuggets. in my pants. Get some McSquirters. Right. <laughs> McSquirters. McSquirters. <laughs> um, no, but. It's just like one thing after the next. But you know what? Actually, when you were talking, I did think of um, one funny story. Okay, well, go for it. You have so, the floor. <clears throat> yesterday at the end of my work day, I got a phone call from um, one of my board members who is very invested in my love life. I'm not quite sure why. I mean, we're good friends, but like very invested. She met somebody in the elevator at work. (laughs) She's one of those. (laughs) Yeah. No, but this guy. Wait, met somebody in the elevator at work for you or for her? For me. For you. Oh, Oh, she's been pimping me out to this guy for like 24 hours. She actually literally. So his apartment is in the building she works in. And so I guess. She was messaging him or whatever, and he came down to her office, and they were chatting about me. Oh, they were? Yeah, and so she's, like, all about, like, hooking us up. Do I smell a date in the near future? I hope so. This man is beautiful. Like, I'm talking Eric Russell. Oh, that's why you need to get your hair did. Oh, okay. I can't. I cannot be seen like this right now. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not honestly, your looks is not... It's no, not, not at all. You know, I'm gonna tell you it's something the least from ex- of your worries, yeah. girl. From experience, it's your psychoness. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. from experience, but that takes a little bit of time to, you know, come out. Sometimes that shit comes yeah. out on day one. From experience, I've I noticed it, in so. the past that when you try to prepare to meet someone, and you, you know, you do your hair, you do all this, you do your routine, you, and you go on a date, and it's all right, right. And then there's the times that you're at the bar just hanging out with the guys, looking like shit, having a few beers, and you run into someone and you hit it off. Yeah, no. Right. So, you know, it's... Well, that's exactly what happened with me. <laughs> yeah, it's right? not, and it's it's not like, like you're planning anything. I'm not looking. I'm not, you just tend to just run into people. And I think those are the sometimes the best right. ways to do it. Yeah. Not expecting much out of but it. This just mop needs to be tamed a bit. It's all right. It's you straight up bad. said earlier, yeah, it's yeah, not- because I know how you are about your hair. Mm. We know. Yeah, we, we know. know. We know. <laughs> I cannot. Like you should have seen it this morning. It was like I. I was literally. I 
blue dr- dried it. I, I did everything I could, and my hair was like standing out on the edge. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> what is going on? Hairstyle. Then that's exactly what I fucking that, did. Yeah, it's that know? weird uh, hair growth <laughs> moment uh, that you get that everything kind of just. Mm-hmm. I looked like a fucking spring chicken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only not very spring like. Because it's attached to me. So, <laughs> so, so to summarize, you're being pimped out, and we could potentially be heading towards date, date. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, She's really I, invested. Okay. So. Well, you make sure you work at. You better work. Get gotta Let's work. See picture. Um. Yes, what? please. Uh, um. 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 How do I make? The, oh, this is a 3D picture. You oh, can't. Oh, the scruff girl. Mm. Scruff. Oh, the scruff. Okay. Yeah. I will tell you this: if the salad is being tossed, you're gonna feel everything. That's fine. <laughs> He, remind, he reminds me of one of our linemen. He reminds me of a boy I used to. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. I approve. Cute. I approve. He's cute. Approve, approve. And then as soon as you swipe that card, decline. Um. Is anyway. He's a daddy? Okay. No. <laughs> we'll make it work. We'll see. We'll make it work. You never know. We'll never know. So, um, <laughs> Her main right. thing was like, she's like, I just need to make sure he's an FOD. I'm like, oh my God, don't go like prying for information to find out if he's gay or not. And then she called me after her like meeting with him today and she was like, yeah, I think he's an FOD. I'm like 99% sure. FOD, explain. Friend. She calls it friend of Dorothy. I don't know where it came oh, from. Okay, okay. Well, that's cute. Yeah. That's so, cute. Yeah. Friends of Dorothy. Okay. That was used some time ago to figure out whether someone was gay or not and you were not sure. Yeah. Are you a friend of Dorothy? I'm a friend and Dorothy I Toto, the Tin Man, <laughs> <laughs> that lion, the lion, scruff, Oz, mm. dear Oz. I, I've dated small people. Okay, I don't want to say an incorrect term. No, well that that's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So, okay. I have actually my first girlfriend in high school. She was a small person. But I'm not talking about a small person. I'm talking about friend of Dorothy. But friends of Dorothy, absolutely. Are you talking about Munchkins? No. Well, he said Oz, and I said, "Oh my god!" He said, "Yes, I've dated Literally. small people." So I, I mean, said it. I said it. You yeah. didn't slam me in the emails. If it's breathing and human, he yeah. he. Yeah, he that's that's amazing. I that's can't awesome. knock it till but you. It, like, can't knock second, it like, till you. I don't cry. understand why yeah. he's making that connection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said Oz, and I was like, "Yeah, Oz, yeah." <laughs> He's short. In the original yeah. movies. Well, actually, you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. He followed yeah. the yellow brick road. Yes, he, he did. sure did, honey. So, I tripped you know over I one say? of those can, bricks. Can not get till you try it at least once. Mm-hmm. Not everything's for everyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, in the end, all you can do is just. I just follow the yellow brick road. Yeah, literally. Now I just have this image of your chiropractor manhandling these big ass men and what you did did. to this poor person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're going to hell on a fruit basket. It's a good thing I started decorating mine a long time ago. Anyway, um, so I think this is a good time to pause, um, refresh, and do all of that good stuff. Take a quick break. Uh, When we come back, we do have a couple of stories um i want to specifically talk about a little bit about 
individuals who are in media and um, and who are doing really amazing things, confronting homophobes head on, um, you know, and I, which I think is great. Um, I can, you know, we'll talk about some of our personal experiences, things that we've done together as a group. Like, for example, when we went down to D.C. and we were, you know, part of the, the march um, on D.C. back when dump was president and um, and they didn't have mimosas and they didn't have mimosas but um yeah i think that a lot of that is um that that was tragic all on its own but we are gonna take a break <laughs> um so we will be right back all right ladies and gents welcome back for the break thank you for allowing us to take that quick break to refresh and do all the things that we do during the break uh and now uh we're gonna jump into some stories um i want to talk a little bit about homophobes um of course uh which is something that um during the course of the last i would probably say four years right uh since dump left office and this whole thing, you know, with January 6th and the insurrection, there have been a lot of candidates that have come out, uh, one against LGBTQ plus rights. They have come out against trans rights. They have come out and are very, they literally are very in your face about, um, you know, what they believe and what they think we as a community should not have rights on. Right. We've seen things, for example, in Florida play out with the don't say gay bill and all of these other things that we've talked about plenty on this show. But what I want to focus on today is the power of members of our community who have a, a space uh, who, who hold space to have meaningful conversations, um, take an opportunity to have individuals on their shows and then call them out for their homophobic bullshit. And so I wanted to talk about a little bit about um, MSNBC's Jonathan Capehart. He is um, a host that hosts the Sunday show on MSNBC and who happens to also be gay. And he's been open about it. He's never you know, been one to be shy about who he is. A very intelligent man um, has a lot of meaningful dialogue on his show and is a part of a lot of the, you know, sister shows on msnbc but um last sunday he actually had a guest it was a republican conservative preacher um pundit who's running for u.s senate seat in virginia who claims that homosexuality is a treatable disorder um and pretty much you know went on the show and started talking and spewing all of his hate and you know jonathan was just like let me stop you for a minute so basically you know he challenged his guests live on air during uh the appearance that happened last week over the weekend and i was just like i'm all for it right wait so we did he have him on specifically to challenge this? I'm not sure if that's what his intention was. So we know that, for example, in Virginia, the person who was running, who won the seat, was a Democrat. Mm. He passed away in November before he was able to take office after being elected. And so they are having a special election for the seat, for this congressional seat, and this Republican is running for it, Okay, uh, along with other individuals uh, who are running for that seat who also happen to be Democrats, right? We would want to keep the seat a Democratic seat, but so Jonathan Capehart had him on the show. And, you know, he took an opportunity to sort of kind of grill him about all the shit and hate that he's been spewing uh, over the years uh, on his show. 
And I was living for it. So anyway, the the Republican senator or excuse me, the Republican um, congressman that's running for this seat in Virginia, his name is Leon Benjamin Sr. And he's running to replace Democratic Rep. Donald McEachin, uh, who passed away just weeks after winning re-election last November. And this person is so anti-gay that he's been spewing this hate for well over a decade. And in a tweet 12 years ago, he posted on Twitter, um, he said the following quote, tell the Lord, yes, meet us this Friday at SOAK, which is the spiritual assessing the kingdom of God services, 7 p.m. at the New Life Harvest Church. Bring your sick, diseased, gay, homosexual, lesbian, transvestite, bipolar, alcoholic, drug addiction, friends and loved ones. Don't miss an outpouring in the Holy Ghost. The exchange on the show was fucking legendary because Jonathan did not miss a beat in going back to this tweet and calling him out on air on all of these things that this man, you know, has been saying for years, yet he's trying to run for a Democratic seat in Virginia and talks about, you know, having, you know, to be a unifier, to to unite people in the district and trying to get elected. But all he stands for is hate. And that got me thinking. And I said to myself, okay, you know, this is great. I like to see people who have, um, who have, who, who have a show or have a, a, a place for, for a voice, use their voice to challenge people who believe shit like this. Mm -hmm. And it got me thinking about all of the things that we've done. For example, me as an individual, all of the bigotry that I've had to face, all the things that we've supported throughout the years, like, for example, when we went to D.C. Uh, to march, yep. right? Um, the Equality March that we did as as a, as a group uh, from Gay Talk, you weren't with us back then, but we did. We took a trip down to D.C. We did a live show from there. Um, and it just, you know, I, I wanted to really reemphasize how important it is to face bigotry head on. That you can't shy away from people who are trying to, you know, basically think that you as an individual can't exist, that you should you shouldn't be here, you don't belong here, your rights you shouldn't have rights to exist. And, you know, going back to Jonathan, I was like, I think that he really took an opportunity to to set the record straight with this man who came on the show talking about, you know, I want to be a unifier. I want to be this. I want to be that. I'm like, you can't be any of those things if you're anti-gay and clearly your history of comments and all of the things. sounds like a religious heretic, honestly, pretty much. And it's, it's what it was, but you know, what I admire most about Jonathan is that he took an opportunity to bring someone on his show that he knew he didn't agree with. And he knew that there was a potential for for a dialogue that would be confrontational, but he did it anyway, right? Like, we've had this conversation here before. Would we have guests on our show? We've thought about it, but then we think about, for example, okay, let's say we, we wanted to sit with a Trump supporter, and we really wanted to get into well, the Well, we mind. have. Well, we, have we? Yeah, prior to the election, we had. Right. I, I believe we did. Post election is different now. <laughs> however, think think of a scenario where we have someone who doesn't believe that we as humans, as gay people, shouldn't exist, and we want to try to understand, right? 
where this person comes from, trying to have a dialogue that's intelligent, as intelligent as it can be. And I invite someone into the studio. Mm-hmm. And we get here and we get into a verbal argument. And then this person goes psycho and bombs my fucking house. I'm not for that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so we've had this discussion before. Like, I remember Nick and I was like, we really should, you know, get a Trump supporter in here and sit him down and just sort of kind of go to town. And then I would start thinking about like, yeah, that would be amazing. Well, I think the bigger problem with somebody like this individual is the fact that with with everything that happened with Trump, we're seeing more of these people come out and run for office right. or, 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 you know, just voice their opinion. But, the reality- but they're using the dumb playbook, which is, yeah. which is hysterical, right? Thinking that that would get them elected and some actually but, got elected, but a lot lost. Right. But the thing is like, I think this rhetoric that has been created is now for some reason. Okay. Right. Well, it's, it's been made okay because you don't have individuals challenging or saying, Hey, no, that's not going to fly with us. And that's what Jonathan did in this yeah. interview, right? He sat this individual down who's running for a congressional seat in Virginia and said to him, no, you're not going to come on my show, me as a gay man, and sit there and spew your hate and hide behind religious you know, text or whatever to, to say that who I am as an individual is not okay. And, and I thought it was very, very important and very poignant for him to to allow himself, right? Because sometimes people don't realize that when you are having these difficult conversations, they can get confrontational. Yes. And for gay people, we don't do confrontation too well. Well, I mean... And we get very, very guarded because we've had to do that all of our lives. How powerful must this moment have been for Jonathan to be able to have an individual on his show who I know from personal experience must have made him feel cringy in his own skin, but he sat there and schooled this man. Well, I mean, filth. he literally, he said, how is being, uh, how is that being a unifier for the fourth congressional district of Virginia that most likely has LGBTQ people in it? Right. And the guy was like, well, I think you're looking at it in a different way. How so? He continued almost <laughs> rambling, I think the LGBTQ are facing high gas prices. I don't think we should marginalize one group of people and use it for political gain. Whatever th- that means. Well, I we can go back there. I think that LGBTQ and the homosexuals are dealing with high gas prices, inflation, the high crime, the education, period. I think... All of us are dealing with issues, and we shouldn't marginalize them. And I think my compassion really shows strong. Um, that no. makes no sense. It doesn't. Like the response makes no sense. I, I could say they've used that argument with with people of color, right? Right. They're 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 basically taking something that they've used over and right. over and over again, and has been accepted, mm-hmm. and they're just you know polishing up a. Just because you polish a turd doesn't make it a, it doesn't make it a pearl. Yeah, it's still a fucking Dang, turd. That's fucking and that's right. all and that's all they're doing. They're taking right. the same fucking hate speech, mm-hmm. the same bullshit they've used with right. people of colors for years and well, years. Well, that, that's classic textbook oh, deflection. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, right? and, and then they're you know he doesn't want to address the issue, yeah. so he deflects and goes to. Yeah. 
So Nick, stop being gay so the gas prices can go down, right? Yeah, I know. Tomorrow, also, like, I want to see a change. That sentence about <laughs> I don't think we should marginalize one group of people yeah. and use it for political gain. But that's, that's what, what he's, he's doing. One hundred percent. Well, sort of. But like the reality is, we've done that for so many years, and right. like the if if there is a marginalized group of people that need to be uplifted as a political leader. It is your job to ensure that they're uplifted and that their rights are being upheld. Right. I mean, you know, I, I go back to thinking or, or I go back to to remembering some of the things, some of the, 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 you know, the activists that we've had in our community that have fought brave fights. Right. You, you think about the activists that, you know, that came up uh, doing their thing in the 70s and in the 80s in the midst of AIDS and HIV and all of these other things that, you know, were um, unfortunately attributed just to the gay community that we were blamed for pretty much. Right. And you think about, you know, for example, when we saw when we rise on ABC, which is, it was a, an amazing series. Uh, it was a, like a five part series that they had on ABC that really talked about the struggle of the LGBTQ plus community on both coasts and how, you know, for example, um, you know, Stonewall happened and, and, you know, the, the, assassination of Harvey Milk and what led to to all of those things that just sort of kind of said, you know, when people just said enough is enough, mm-hmm. right? And we think about all of the things that as a community we do to commemorate the fact that, you know, that, that those things happened well, and that our history is significant and mm-hmm. important, right? Yeah, I think, I think what's even scarier about this individual is the fact that his rhetoric, what he's spewing, right? Um, he keeps saying this, he has this concept of um, we're going to get healed, right? And we've talked about conversion therapy on the show so mm-hmm. many right. times and how dangerous it is, not only for... Dangerous, demeaning, degrading. Right. I mean, people literally kill themselves yeah. after attending some of these camps and therapies. And, yeah. and, and, and hearing somebody feel so comfortable saying something like that scares the fuck out of me to think that they could be in a position to vote something vote in something that could in fact actually make conversion therapy or some type of healing practice like law which, which is not for lack of trying i mean you know Repub- the republican party right now is being hijacked by four or five individuals right now that are extremely far right that are driving the conversation who George Santos oh, God. Liar, got appointed, got two committee two, appointments. I was just reading that two committee assignment two, uh, postings in very, very, um, you know, important committees that decide a lot of very important congressional things that happen throughout the day. And my thing is this, you know, it's like you have individuals like this who post things, whether it's 10 years ago, five years ago or today and think that people are not going to dig the shit up one and that words that they've said in the past are not going to have or have weight today and they think that oh that's that's the past i'm gonna come on the show you know i'm gonna sit with this gay man and prove to the people that you know i i can sit with a gay man and have a a very intellectual dialogue which is very debatable because that wasn't intellectual at all (laughs) um but then you know 
and think that people are not going to dig this up and then call you out on your bullshit on the show for it. And your response is simply this, um, you know, well, gas and inflation and this. And K-Part was like, you know what? As an out gate married man, let me emphasize that. I have a hard time finding compassion in anything or anything that you're talking about right now, especially anything that you've written that you posted in this 20, you know, 11 post that you did on social media talking about how you want people who are gay, people who are drug addicts, like literally you're putting us in categories of people who who have serious issues that they need help with. Like, I'm a gay man. I don't need help with being gay. I can be gay all on my own. Thank oh, you very much. And I'm like, you know, bravo to Jonathan Capehart, you mm-hmm. know, and bravo to all of those people who are out there yeah. facing and, you know, putting their face forward and, and facing bigotry head on. Absolutely. You know, it's like, it was, it, it was, we were celebrating Dr. Martin Luther King on Monday, right? It was MLK day. Mm-hmm. And the very next day, typically a lot of, you know, uh, institutions or a lot of individuals will use that day to talk about the hardships and to have town halls and meetings and, and congregate and, and, and talk about things. And how do we move forward? How do we have this conversation about race, about, you know, prejudices, racism, et cetera. And, it's interesting to me that, you know, you have an individual like this come on a show on Sunday and talk about all this craziness and all this hate and all this shit about inflation that has nothing to do with things that are specific to the LGBTQ plus community. Cause that's just the general thing. We're facing inflation. We're facing mm-hmm. high gas prices. Yeah. Everybody's facing that, but that doesn't change the fact that as a community, we face very unique challenges and especially from people who are part of this man's party. And so they're using, you know, they're using the very next day to have all these town halls and have meaningful conversations about how do we move forward and how do we talk about and address the issues of racism in this country, you know, with, with marginalization of communities of color Asian, you know, people in this country and and how, you know, things have actually really been and having the tough conversations and this asshole decides he wants to go on a show and sort of kind of sugarcoat over the fact that he's a big fucking homophobe. Mm -hmm. It's bullshit. Well, also, too, Virginia is one of the states that has banned conversion therapy. Right. And not only that, was one of the very first states that we talked about on the show that had the rainbow wave before the rainbow wave was Mm -hmm. a rainbow wave. You know, um, um, I think it was Danica Rome, first transgender person that was elected to a congressional seat at the state level. They had six other individuals from the LGBTQ plus community elected that same year. Mm -hmm. It was huge. You know, they made a lot of a lot of progress in this state. And then you have this asshole running for the fourth congressional district of Virginia. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I hope those who are paying attention, those who are looking to vote in the special election to decide who your congressional delegate is going to be at the in the U.S. House of Representatives, that you do your homework and, you know, and and. Figure out what you're going to do, because this this guy is a hot mess. He really is. <clears throat> but aside from that, you know, 
we he has an evil agenda to push he does and you know as a group here um i feel like our responsibility is to talk about some of these issues and and push back on that narrative and fight back and fuck you bigotry and bravo to jonathan capehart and any other individual that goes on air and talks about these things and and you know confronts these bigots head on and all those activists that go out and you know get in people's faces and say no you can't do this you know bravo to the great work that organizations and you know nonprofit you know organizations like for example APNH and the New Haven Pride Center and all of these other groups that are doing great work to ensure that we have meaningful programming and and education for people in our community and support yeah Right. It it takes a lot to put yourself in those positions um, where you could be put in, in, in harm's way because of the work that you do. You know, look at this idiot in freaking I think it was Arizona, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, or, or New Mexico. The guy ran for office. He wasn't elected. Now he goes and he's trying to, like put fear in some of the people that were elected on the Democratic side, then goes and starts shooting up some of the houses he just got arrested well bye bye felicia and you know he literally like would go to people's doors and you know knock on the doors can we talk about you know your affiliation and blah 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 and i'm like and the news is reporting i'm like this guy literally there's he's suspected of being the person who actually after he went and visited these people he would go and then shoot up their houses people are fucking nuts i'm sorry it's fucking crazy it's every day now it's every day. You mm-hmm. just never know what you're going to run into anymore. Solomon Pena. Solomon Pena. GOP ex candidate. Right. From what state? Was it New Mexico? New Mexico. Or was it New Mexico. Mexico. Oh. Yeah. I was New, like, New Mexico. Yes. You're correct. I was shocked. I was like, what the? I mean, you, fuck? you have your extremists are mm-hmm. not just, you know, Caucasian. You, right. and you have to realize that. And <clears throat> what's funny is. You know, New Mexico's only name New Mexico because the U.S. took over that territory. And people tend to forget that, right? right. They're still of Mexican descent. Right. They just, they're just privileged. Well, there, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of, you know, Mexican people there, but I, I can guarantee you that there's a lot of white people white there that pe- are yeah. trying to make it impossible for, you know, members of the Mexican-American community to, to you know, have a peaceful life there. Mm-hmm. But but apparently, apparently this is out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, prosecutors say that he failed the GOP uh, candidate. Um, Primary, it, was it? Because he, the, he, yeah, he failed to, to reach his candidacy. Um, so he's accused of orchestra- orchestrating a series of drive-by shootings at the homes of Democratic elect officials in New Mexico's largest city (laughs) and i was like yo this is some crazy shit and i say to myself it's like you know with all the you know with the shootings at pulse with the shootings in colorado and you're you're thinking to yourself you know it's like at the risk of losing your life you have to fight for what you are and who you are every Mm day and it's sad that that's that's how we have to survive today um, but it's, it's also not, uh, how would I say, um, shocking to me because it's not something that we've never dealt with before. Right. 
It's just that now what makes it a lot worse is that we have the right to marry in this country. Yes. We have some rights in this country. We just passed legislation mm-hmm. in both houses of Congress that, that you know, guaranteed marriage equality for those who were legally married in states that, that celebrate marriage equality. And it's so hard to fathom that we still have to have these fights at a day or at a time in history that we have had the most rights for what we fought very hard for throughout the past four and five decades. It's scary. I I mean, so I don't mean to be silent or anything. I've been looking some stuff up really quickly um, and I thought it was important to share Um, going back to, you know, your story and this rhetoric and, and, um, conversion therapy bans. I mean, if you look at our country, right. Um, there's actually only 21, 20 states plus DC that have, uh, laws that ban conversion therapy for minors. Now keep in mind that these laws, not all of these laws restrict the practice among religious providers. Right. So religious providers could get away with actually continuing in certain states, which is something that we need to continue to fight for. But the point is, right, we have 20 states, but we have far more work to do in protecting LGBTQ youth. Of course. I mean, we have a total of 30 plus states and territories that still allow the practice of conversion therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's 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 very unnerving to think that you know three-fourths of the u.s is for this type of of damage and this type of abuse to individuals and humans Mm -hmm. i mean there are actually three states that are um currently preventing any enforcement of conversion conversion therapy bans um with uh legislation at the or with um court cases um at, at circuit courts within the state. So basically they have some stays on, on certain, you know, orders yeah. or, or laws that they try to pass, but you know, people won't, sue. Won't allow. Correct. Right. Yeah. So, and you know, in the end it's kind of fucked up, but I, I guess the point, the point of the conversation that we're having here is like, you know, stand up to bigotry, stand up to the fact that you are human and you have a right to live and exist as who you are. And regardless of bigots like this individual who's trying to run for the fourth congressional seat in in the state of Virginia, you know, don't get shaken. Don't get, you know, don't have, you know, make sure you stick to your resolve. You know, Mm -hmm. you are who you are and no one will ever be able to change that. Yeah. And and I think you have to also take a step back and realize that, you know, due to what came out of. Trump losing the election, mm-hmm. it, it kind of opened up a whole new. Well, it polarized that entire yeah. faction of people that thought that, oh my God, you know, this man is great. This man is like. Yeah, but it it also opens up this type of shit to right. happen, right? Where Bag now of people. Jesus. Well, yeah, where he. This guy self proclaimed MAGA king. Right. <laughs> you know, so now, you know, you're unhappy with the election, go perpetrate a crime. Right. You know, against the people that may have won or, or oh, proved you incorrectly. All of these probes so this, <laughs> into the 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 ex, you know, hashtag not my president um, haven't resulted in anything. The man is still running around. He's still free. Yeah, Maybe yeah. if I go commit some murders, I can probably get away with them, too. Yeah, look, look at how 
you know, look at how our government has acted and look at how, what was it, Venezuela? Mm-hmm. And the president tried to stage a coup. You, oh, people were getting arrested immediately. Within within 48 hours, they were behind bars. Bus full of people. All and, of, like, I was like. And, and this fucker's here, yeah. you know, three, four years later, yeah. still running around, doing, right. you know, creating havoc. So people have it in their mind that, you know, if I run for an office and I don't get elected, I'm going to do some shit. That's right. all right. I'll get over it. And friendly reminder. <laughs> That this individual has already announced he's an active candidate for the 2024 presidency. Yeah. So that's the scary part, right? And unless he commits a federal crime and gets indicted for it, which we know he has, but, you know, come on, Merrick Garland. Come through. I I don't mean to keep harping on this, but I keep finding... Interesting stuff. Um, and LGBTQ youth who attempted suicide in the past year compared across those subjected, uh, subjected to conversion therapy. So subjected to conversion therapy, 28% tried to attempt uh, suicide. Threatened with conversion therapy, 27%. Not subjected or threatened, only 11%. And it just shows. The numbers speak for themselves. Right. I mean, it's hard enough being a gay person in the U.S. It's hard enough being a member of the community and you have to throw all of that other shit on it. Like we're going to make you go through with this because we don't feel like you as a human should exist in your current condition. Mm -hmm. There's something wrong with you would even worsen the odds. So it makes sense that those numbers go higher when conversion therapy is accessible to parents who want to subject their kids or people who want to subject LGBTQ plus members to that kind of treatment versus threatening mm-hmm. versus not being available at all. It makes sense. I know. Yeah. It's crazy. So oh, all I can say is stand strong. My bitches go out there, get in their faces and tell them to fuck off. Um, you know, cause that's what I would do. Yep. That's what I would do. So stand strong to bigotry. You know, all I can say is that in the end, you know, facing homophobes is not something that's new to us. We've been doing it for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. I'll face them head on. Um, All right. I'm going to move over to one more story. Two. If you want to. Okay. Go for it. Oh, am I? uh, I'm doing a story. Yeah. Go for it. Um. (laughs) I wasn't prepared for this. Okay, well, I mean, I can talk a little bit about the one that I have here while you get ready for yours. I don't... Um, we literally kind of covered everything that my story covers. I mean, my uh, story is about conversion therapy right. in the UK. Um, so we can keep harping on it. But um, So the UK has introduced legislation that would ban conversion therapy. Um, and this... This is just an article from today. Um, But, yeah, I mean, basically, it's introduced. um, There's been no vote. They're reviewing everything. The um, legislation will come out for review to the public, I believe, next week. They're called parliaments over there. Oh, whatever. Yeah, they're parliament. (laughs) the, The MPs, members of parliament, you know. They're so particular about how they call their their people but Mm -hmm. well that's good yeah i mean it means that you know we have an entire other you know you know nation that is 
you know, considered a well-developed nation that's considering the fact that, you know, they want to ban conversion therapy. I don't don't know if you guys realize this, but I think it was yesterday I saw an article about Scotland um, trying to block... um, Citizens from being able to change their gender legally. Stop. And, mm-hmm, yeah. But this uh, would actually potentially block it because they would need some type of royal assent to pass through Scotland's plan. Right. Well, the thing is, you know, so we know that, uh, well, this is my understanding of British government. Very limited, but here we go. So we know that the Scottish people have their own parliament and we know that the UK has the nation or you know the United Kingdom's parliament based out of London, right? House of Parliament. And so while they have some sort of voice in Northern Ireland and they have their own parliament in you know Scotland, in the end those decisions still have to go through the main house the House of Parliament in so in the Scot- U- Scotland could propose and vote but yeah. right so they, they have a degree of autonomy but right. as a part of the UK it needs royal assent to change yeah. the law so, right. so basically they they can only probably change local laws they might be able to but then you may have a national law for example that may they override and it, it's it's something very weird kinda, that you know kind of the that it's whole like having representatives in the house uh, from Puerto Rico that aren't allowed to vote right non voting members of, yeah, of, of the house of representatives uh, uh, so but I mean don't get me wrong they do have a say in how you know their affairs are are executed in yeah in no Scottish same thing life with Puerto Rico they they kind of you know you they, run the they have very and- limited. Um, uh, <laughs> power in the way that they change things uk wide yes is what i'm trying yeah, to say yeah. and as you said you know you need royal assent but think about it i mean when you think about king charles which is very hard to think about i miss my queen and I, I miss her Heine the queen um king charles really is just a constitutional monarch so while you do require some sort of royal dispensation to be Mm -hmm. able to pass a law really it's all a formality once the mps in the house of uh you know parliament passes a law yeah but they got a lot of sway in the back you know but what's interesting though about this bill which we never really talk about on the show is that it's not just for um lgbtq youth it's also for adults so if adults um don't consent or uh are you know, forced into something like this, they right. it, it's illegal for that to happen. And I think that's important because we've had people on the show that have gone through it at a certain age. Right. Even in, in much older ages, yeah. you know, so it's not only for youth. I mean, conversion therapy is something that can affect you well into your adulthood. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think it's, yeah, we, we shall see. We're going to be watching you very closely in the UK just to see, you know, where you land on this. But uh, yeah, it's a very unique dynamic when it comes to how, you know, things work there government wise. Yeah. Don't, so don't you, fuck it up. You can don't yeah. Florida the shit out of this. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> so you remember um, what, what, Brexit? Yeah, Brexit. Right. So yeah. Scotland wanted to be one of those, um, you know. <laughs> nations of the uk that wanted to sort of kind of like ignore the fact that it happened that it happened they still wanted to be part of the european union and i think even northern ireland was talking about doing the same and they were like no what applies to us applies to you shut the fuck up we're we're done 
So it's like, you know, we're just sticking to the pound. The euro can go and do whatever it wants, which I still think it was a huge mistake. But, you know, mm-hmm. I don't live in England, so or in the UK. So on a lighter note, though. Yeah. Lighter note. Did anybody see that Anderson Cooper has made a New Year's re- resolution? That was kind of the story that I was I was probing for earlier. <laughs> I figured. I figured. So what but, was but we were like <laughs> really deep into that like yeah, no. yeah. heavy shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's how we do, girl. It's how so, we do. What was my resolution? I was going to start dating again, right? Right. He's going to do the same thing. He's going to find a boyfriend. Maybe he's going to be my oh, daddy. You never know. Maybe he might be your I could be a Vanderbilt. I thought, I thought he was... Wasn't he? He's not even a Vanderbilt. He's been single for like four years. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a daddy, but he's still single. I mean, he's a daddy in two ways. He's a real father. One, he's got kids or a kid, a two. kid, two, two. Now. Mm-hmm. So two kids. Oh wait, and I can't he's be a, daddy. a father. He's a he's a zaddy with the the gray hands. Like, hey baby. Yeah. He he is silver a gorgeous fox? man. Always oh, has been. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Silverfox.com. Yep. He um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean, you we have connections. Yeah, I'll give him know. a call. Yeah, you never know. Find him on t- like Tinder yeah. or Grinder. So, <laughs> so speaking about silver foxes, I I, I think that you know it, this particular individual is going to probably he's well on his way to turning into a, a sexy silver fox. He's always been a very very handsome guy. You know, when you think about all of the shit that he's done, all the amazing stuff that he's done, I think. He, he did Glee. He Neil? did um, Hedwig, was it, on mm-hmm. Broadway? Yeah. Um, Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. Unfortunately, Netflix has decided that they're going to cancel uh, their comedy uh, Uncoupled. Oh, Which fuck. is sad. That was a good first season. I loved it. Right? And it's just like, what the fuck, I was Netflix? so looking forward for the next season. Yeah, Netflix. well, now they, they've uh, they've canceled Suck Uncoupled. Suck a dick, Netflix. No. Suck <laughs> like a bag of dick tips. I, I know. I, I really <laughs> like that show. It I have good. mixed feelings about the fact that Netflix did this. I don't know whether it's because maybe the ratings weren't as, as good yeah, as they hoped. Yeah, that's basically what it comes down to. You know, I definitely would not like to think that Netflix is canceling the show because it's a gay show. No. God because no. they have a whole bunch of... Pl- a plethora of other gay things that they yeah. offer and gay but offerings. I think, I think it comes down to I, with Netflix. It comes down to numbers. Oh, yeah. of course. And it are you bringing to. in the numbers? And if right. you ain't, you ain't. I mean, it kind of sucks. But some of these shows, kind of, mm. you know, it's kind of like you're you're looking at these shows and you're like, all right, this is great, but not a lot of people are into it. Right. I think this is more of a older crowd type of thing. Right. Because all these young kids ain't worried about that shit. <laughs> You know, I agree. So, I mean, they're they're more worried about what's going on with like Euphoria, yeah, right? and, and TikTok and all and, the other and all the other things that, that are available, mm-hmm. um, which I think is great. All right, well, listen, um, <laughs> awesome conversation today, boys, gals, yeah. and girls, thank you. Thank you very or much. children, mm-hmm. or dating bodies dating that bodies. we are now. Um, so. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for today. So I'm going to toss it over to Trish, give her some love so that we can talk about what Mama Kim has lined up for us today. So here you go. All right, everybody. Here's Mama Kim's Minute. Number one, Friday, I'm in Love is a joyous black queer rom-com you need right now. Yes. Number two, Lauren Boebert called Pete Buttigieg Clueless 
it didn't end well for her. It never does when you go against Pete. (laughs) No. That man can destroy people with words. It's incredible. His face does not change. No. No, no, He does that with like a straight face. And like no intonation changes. Very gracefully. Very gracefully. Number three, Chastin Buttigieg. uh, Epically. Epically slams Fox News for attacking his husband for being a good father. Good for you, Chastin. So they are a power couple. Yes, they are. Hopefully, a future president. You never know. Right, Might be the first LGBTQ plus president that we have. <laughs> LGBTQ plus first family. It's still a thing. Anyway, um, those stories will be posted <laughs> on tonight's post, and you can access those by visiting GayTalk20.com and uh, clicking on tonight's post episode. So, um, Jay Bird, you're talking on this day in gay history, brought mm-hmm. to you by Gay Talk Twenty. It is it now? It's good. It's yeah, not two point oh. I don't know. You guys confuse me. Well, the website is GayTalk20.com. Okay, so it brought to you by GayTalk20 and these bitches over here since day one. Thank and you. These bitches <laughs> over here, like he's not part of the bitch crew. Yeah. <laughs> Cannot wait. So him. January eighteenth, two thousand and four, in the good old U.S. of A. The premiere of The L Word. The premiere episode appears on Showtime. In the episode, Jenny moves to California to be with her boyfriend, Tim, and meets Bet and Tina. I remember when this show launched. Never watched it. It was a really good show. Never watched it. This came on the heels of uh, the other show that we were Uh, watching at the time. Um, Oh, God. Oh, God. Queer's Folk. Queer as folk, folk, right? Literally, queer queer as folk had already had like one or two seasons under their belt when they decided they needed to bring a a very important show, right, to showcase lesbian women and to bring um, another side of our community um, to the forefront. And you know what? Now that we're talking about it, very quickly. Bravo to motherfucking Showtime for being a fucking pioneer and showcasing LGBTQ plus shows when it wasn't cool to do so. Hello. Because we didn't even have a logo back then. Showtime has always been there. They've always never been afraid to just put shows like this on top. And, you know... Queer as fuck was life changing for me. I was like, oh my God, I see my faggoty ass on stage. Like, I see myself on TV. Yep. This is great. Like, yep, that's me sucking dick in the back room. Oh, yeah, 100%. At fucking, you know. Um, Some things never change. Yeah, ne- I know. Never watched it. You know, it's oh. like, it's amazing all the things that you do. You Didn't never watch Queer as fuck. <laughs> They did reboot it, but it's like, you just can't. It's like, stop remaking shows. Yeah. When they're epic like that, you just don't do that. Like, for example, because I watched it the other day and I was so fucking pissed. They actually remade Beaches. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, I won't watch that. I was so upset. It was good. The storyline was the same. Very similar. Idina Mazel? No. No, 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 no. Yeah, I was just like, oh. They're coming up now with the reboot of that 70s show. It's called that 90s show. Oh, God, I can't watch that. It's pretty that. much Friends. So, yeah, it's, so it's pretty supposed much Friends. To be, yeah, so it's supposed to be the kids of of that 70s show cast. Yeah. So, yeah, no, so, we'll no. see. I don't know. But so, they do have like Red and, and the, they're the grandparents. Yeah. So I, here, here's my suggestion for you, Hollywood. If the original was fantastic and great, just fucking Leave remaster. Leave it alone. Remaster the shit. Do not redo it. Stop. Beaches? No. Period. 
Anyway, um, Jay? <laughs> I guess we're moving on. <laughs> Go for it, girl. Leave it. If you love our show, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast service. By subscribing, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your favorite device or web browser as soon as the episode is published. You can also support us on Patreon. With Patreon, you, the listener, can help support the show with a pledge donation. The donations are collected monthly and can be in any denomination of a dollar or more. Did you practice that? Killed it! Wow! <laughs> yes, Miss J. All right. <laughs> Here's me. I'm going to go fuck it up. Um, oh, wait. Oh, so I'm next week now. So next week, we're going to welcome back Dr. Evan Goldstein for the next installment of Tales from the Tale. Of course, we haven't seen the great doctor since last year. A.K.A. So, um, the G-Spot. Yeah, the G-Spot. I'm due. I'm due <laughs> for... I think he has a new product out right now, too. And we're excited. Yeah. I'm excited for it. So, yeah. We'll I- I'm ready. It. I'm ready for You'll my fingering. Missed. I'm ready yeah. for my fingering. <laughs> I won't be here, but... All right. Well, now here's Nick with his weekly reminder for all of you bottoms out there who want to keep your buttholes on point. Yes, we are talking about the future method. I'm going to toss it over to her with some love. Go, girl. All right, everybody. So get the future method today. Each time you clean out with water or enemas, delicate tissues are harmed and cells are damaged, increasing chances of injury and or STDs. This first of its kind, doctor-developed formula gently cleanses before you play without hurting your bum. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life changing bum cleanser today yas queen and remember they make a pattern now travel travel light travel light travel light j bear and as always it is time to put a ring on it all the single ladies wait wait <laughs> i got it ladies. i got it. it's right here it's still here i haven't used my cock ring that he that you gave me well, next time we oh, use that's, the glory that's good. We'll i'm glad you haven't used it and kept it in the studio <laughs> so i'm dating now so you know oh, oh god that would be nice. As always, our show is available on our website, gaytalk20.com, under audio podcast. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. PSA, Anderson, I have a cock ring. You can find <laughs> us on social media, Facebook, Gay Talk 2.0, Instagram, Gay Talk 2.0. Email us at gaytalk2.0 at gaytalk20.com. Tom? It'll okay. help her keep it hard. You just never know. I don't think I'll need it with him. <laughs> If you need to reach out to us, just head on over to our website, click on the Contact Us tab located at the top of your web browser. There you can leave comments, suggest topics, submit a question for the cast or an individual host. You can also call us and leave us your voicemail, uh, your question via voice message. We can answer those for you on the show. Our phone number is 334-GAY-TALK. And if you need all those digits, it is 334-429-8255. Don't forget that we do stream our show live every Wednesday and you can now access the live stream by visiting gaytalk20.com. Oh my God, I slayed it. And uh, <laughs> ladies and gents, that is our show. I want to thank you all and have a good night. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Gay Talk 2.0. Tune in next time for more dish.